the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, episode 172. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, on to the show. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. Good morning. We're off to a little uh, bumpy start with our technology, right? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll go ahead and own it. My technology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're a we here, Sandra, right? Well, if I, I apologize to the listeners if I sound a little echoey. I'm not really sure. I'm just going on my computer's microphone this morning. I think my mic died. Well, this, we on with the show. We're just going to do it, and we're gonna, I'm hoping yeah. for the best. Yes. Um, but yeah, we kind of have like a special episode today because normally, um, you know, we interview women, and well, I mean, it's special, and we're still going to interview this person. But it's something that we've um, been asked to be involved with with the Creative High film, Adriana Marchion's film, and we have um, her producer Shelley Rickenbach is going to be on the show today. Right. And right. Yeah. We're going to help. Yeah, we're going to help market this and we're going to be on a panel and it's all very exciting. It is very exciting. And I got to meet Shelly. I had the good fortune of being kind of match made with her last year at the She Recovers, uh, not last year, the year before, that She Recovers um, for a gratitude workshop um, for gratitude for the body. And it was a pleasure to work with her and she's so thoughtful and very... um, very present and just very, um, very calm. And she really, I mean, she kind of led that whole workshop by, she let me do that with her, but she was a master at the meditation. And I just, I don't know, I was thrilled to meet her and get to be paired with her and get to know her a little bit better. So, so that you guys could know a little bit more about Shelly. She, Shelly Rickenbach is a certified drug and alcohol counselor and an expressive arts educator. She brings dance and the arts to her students and clients with a special focus on addiction and recovery. Shelley founded Next Steps for Women in 2010 and helped to create and establish one of the first recovery community organizations in California, Voices of Recovery, San Mateo County in 2009. Um, For over a decade, Shelley has led expressive arts workshops, environmental arts and play programs. She has provided development, support, counseling and coaching for women of all ages and ambitions. Her passions include dance and performance, working and playing in nature, and as a recovery advocate for reducing stigma attached to behavioral health and recovery. And she has uh, some social media links that that are directly related to the Creative High um, documentary film. Um, You can find that on the internet at thecreativehigh.com. And uh, there is um, Facebook events. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not looking at the right 
Yeah. So here. I'm trying to find that as well, just really quick on Facebook. There's an event for it that can be found at, um, I guess it's the Creative High. We'll let Shelly tell us because I yeah. think you have an Instagram as well, right, Shelly? Yeah. Shelly, welcome to the show. Yes. Welcome to the show, Shelly. Thank you both very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're looking on Facebook real quick, Shelly, just to get this out. Um, the Creative High, it has its own page on Facebook, it looks right. like, yeah. at the Creative High. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can find out more information about the event. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's, uh, and that will take you to the landing page where you can see more about the guest artists who are, who are supporting us and oh. all the other goodies that we have up our sleeves. Well, great. Well, this is a documentary film. We're going to get into that in just a minute because we're just going to ask you really quickly your story and, and, and your recovery story. If you could kind of just tell us, you know, in five or 10 minutes, kind of how you came to the decision to quit drinking or how you got on this path. And then we want to talk all about the creative high. We want to promote the event. We want to share with our listeners what it is and why they should be participating. In it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to the decision to quit drinking, Shelley, and then we'll push off from there. Sure. Um, I was probably about 45 years old when I realized that uh, things have gotten out of hand, even though my husband and friends, very good friends, insisted that I didn't have anything to worry about. But uh, I was doing the artist way at the time, which I had bought for myself for my 40th birthday. And it sat on the shelf for five years and I picked it up and I started writing the morning pages. And for over, well over a year, I was pretty much writing the same thing. Start over fresh today. It's going to be a new day. Look at all the great things I have in my life. <clears throat> and then, as you can imagine, by the end of the day, I was... Uh, <clears throat> dancing in the kitchen by myself mm. and uh, I, I could I, I let my inner self know that I'm gonna have to go up against maybe risking losing my family and my closest friends if I just take care of me so um, how did I make the final decision yeah uh, what was that like I, um, I had gone, okay, so I had already started, I, <laughs> a few things, synchronicity was happening in a way. I had the artist way. Mm -hmm. I had, um, my youngest was in high school, probably Grady's age, and my other two were off, already out of the house. And um, I had all this energy. <laughs> and I thought, I need to do something. I had been a, a stay-at-home mom working my butt off doing every volunteer job imaginable. I think I did every PTA job. I did everything but treasurer. I did uh, the foundation work at the schools. I did, I went to every, every single baseball, soccer, volleyball, you name it, game <clears throat> for my kids. Um, and I just, I was trying, I think the overall theme, it was to try to prove myself constantly over and over and over and over because I had married into a, a white collar intellectual family of PhDs, engineers and doctors. And I, I was from Carter Lake, Iowa, fish out of water, trying to fit in and show that I was intelligent and I could do things. So once I <laughs> proved myself in the school district, <clears throat> I had this yearning that um, I needed to do something. So I thought, okay, so I want to maybe I'll hire a business, business coach. And I want to look at bed and breakfast. This is so, this is so cliche. A bed and <laughs> breakfast. Mm -hmm. I want to look at a laundromat with entertainment, like Brainwash in San Francisco. <laughs> or a wine bar mm. so <laughs> yeah I know that one <laughs> yeah I know you do so this coach I hired drove up on a motorcycle I 
to my house. My husband was so angry. How could you hire a business coach? I'm in business. I could teach you everything. <laughs> oh my God. So I went against him on that, which was really huge for me to. Yeah, husbands coaching wives. I don't know. No. <laughs> that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Doesn't it? <laughs> Your so, intuition knew, though, Shelly. You knew. I knew. So this man comes in my house and he's helping me. I, I, I did, re I, he helped me research things, the laundromat. He was kind of looking at the wine bar, but he seemed very uneasy about that idea. And I couldn't figure out why. Um, he, knew, he, he asked me to read Pima Chodron's when, when Things Fall Apart. And I'm like, why am I reading this? And then one day he asked me, are you a friend of Bill? <laughs> and I just went, who's Bill? Mm, interesting. Yeah. Who's Bill? And he just kept going, you know, like, oh, no, I, I, never mind. Right. And um, so I'm researching these things. And he says, Shelly, what I keep hearing is art. And I said, well, yeah, but <laughs> are you kidding? Art? He said, yeah, I hear you dancing and you're drawing and you're writing. I said, but Paul, um, I don't have any training. I mean, I danced as a girl. I, I, I wrote as a girl, young woman. I meaning like till 18 years old because I didn't have college in my life. That was not an offering. So, um, I just, I just can't imagine like, how am I going to make money? Not that I needed to make money, but I wanted to do something, right. something again, back to the theme of see me, feel me, hear me, love me. Let me show you that I can do something to the world, mostly to my husband and my family, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so he said, I, I can't believe it. He said, well, I know about this Expressive Arts Institute right across the Golden Gate Bridge called the Tamalpa Institute, and they have an Expressive Arts program, and I, I never heard of such a thing. And he said, I, I can't believe he even knew about it. I, I don't, I can't find him. I've looked for him. I swear this man was an angel on a motorcycle. He, <laughs> he tells me about the Tamalpa Institute. He actually held my hand. He held my hand to dial the phone to the Tamalpa Institute. What I found there is that it's, um, it, it changed my life forever, really. Um, it it is a uh, program for intermodal art, very simple poetic writing, simple drawing, simple movement, and improv, which was the scariest part for me, improv. I thought, I can't go. I don't know anything about improv, Sandra. <laughs> uh, nothing about it, and I was terrified. Um, but what I found, okay, so I knew I was having trouble drinking, drinking, Oh, so I, so I got in. Okay. I should just say I got in there. Well, real quick, let me, can I interject real quick, Shelly? Sure. Um, real quick. So when, you, when he asked you if you're a friend of Bill W for people who yes. don't know, or sure. a friend of Bill, oh, yes. Thank it, you. It's, it would be kind of like, if, are you in AA, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of code. Like you would ask somebody um, yes, that. so that if they're not, if they're not in AA, they, they just, the question would just kind of like it did with you, just kind of move, move along. Oh, never mind. Sorry for, you know, yeah. So, okay. So you're Thank at, you're you at the Tamal you Tamalpa Institute. Right. So I was in therapy. Uh, so I had the luxury of therapy for many years. Um, the luxury of therapy. That was so stigmatizing too, for me when I first, uh, when it was first <laughs> come to my attention that perhaps therapy would be a good idea for me. Um, but I had never told her and I was working with her for over a decade never told her about my drinking. She never knew. Okay. So I was working. We with keep her. those things pretty deep and dark in us. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know, the shame of it. Yeah. She was working with me with my trauma mm -hmm. um, that I had discovered that I didn't really know, except for having a, a, re a repeating nightmare every night for mm -hmm. 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That was um, horrible. And I think that was another way I drank after the kids would go to bed. I would just drink because I just wanted to black out. I want yeah. I, 
this is the part that didn't make sense. I thought if I did that, I wouldn't have the dream, the nightmare, mm. but I had it anyway. But I, it, this is the definition of, definition of insanity, which I rejected. I rejected that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see now in my writing and by doing that, that I was doing the same thing over and over with no result. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hoping for something different, but just, yeah. Right. So, um, so at the Tamalpa Institute, through this intermodal work with, uh, I had 12 women in my class um, from all around the world, which was so interesting. We would go from one, a drawing to a movement of the drawing to perhaps then some writing and then maybe back to the drawing. And when I say that, I mean, if you're looking at a drawing, what does the color red move like? What does this shape move like? And what, what I learned is that the body is full of information. And at the time, that was in 2004, this was considered woo. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. You're on the cutting, mm-hmm. cutting edge of art woo, yes. And yes. now... Peter Levine writes about it. Gabor Mate writes about it. Vanderkolk writes. Dr. Vanderkolk in his book came out with how, you know, the somatic work in the body changes everything. And we were doing it and it did change everything. I found, um, I found I, in my drawing of the pelvis. Okay, so we do body part by body part. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we get to the pelvis, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, this, I got this one nailed. Because I'm a dancer and we, I took jazz dance and moving the hips was like, yeah, I got the <laughs> hips. I got the hips. No problem. Well, turns out that this little black, like spidery thing was in my drawing. And I found a, a lot in that pelvis week. And um, I realized then a woman had moved that little black spidery thing and she it's so hard to imagine it but she like bit through it like it was on an umbilical cord of its own and she bit through the umbilical cord and spit the spider out Mm. now i'm watching this that's the thing about this that i love so much now i'm getting excited because having the witnesses in expressive arts is so powerful because people can see things you never see. You can't see it. It could be right there and you're not seeing it or they, their imagination sees something entirely different and it's mind blowing, life changing, unbelievable. I am so grateful for Paul Franza for holding my hand to take me to the Tumalpa Institute. Aww. Because that release helped me, okay, that released the trauma and- could you, could you see things more clearly? Something- Could you see yourself me. differently after that? Yeah, I just felt like I can go, I can, step out of this I can't even explain it right now um well let me I was able to tell my therapist more than I think it released me to, to just come to my truth like I can tell my therapist I'm having trouble I realized with my drinking she said you're kidding me <laughs> no she had no clue no yeah because we um, so- kept it hidden yeah yeah, so she started working me with that. The Tamalpa thing was working with that. And uh, one day, at, uh, I was working at Girl Scout camp, day camp, which I had done every summer for 10 years. I had just, Dave was out of town. My husband travels a lot, he traveled a lot, lot, lot. And I think part of my story is about being super lonely. Mm. just being lonely but even when he's around I was lonely so I figured that out as well um deep sense of not being connected mm-hmm. so anyway at Girl Scout camp I'm supposed to stay overnight with 50 women ages 13 to 18 that was my group the aides in training and I uh, had come home and I was so stressed out and I drank something that I would never drink and I hated it and that was vodka and I drank a lot of it and I 
I woke up. I'm, I'm surprised I woke up. It was time to be at camp. I hadn't done my sleeping bag. I hadn't done my mess kit. I hadn't done all the things that you do before you go overnight for two days and nights. And um, I, I got it together. I must have reeked. I don't know. But that was it. That was the day. July 13th, 2004. Aww. Um, you just had a birthday, a rebirth day. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so Shelly and I share share a date. Oh, that's right. I did see that in the Facebook group. That's right. Yeah, 2006 yeah. and 2016, right? Aww. Is that you, Sandra? 2016. Uh, 2014. Oh, 14, yeah, I meant. Yeah. I meant that. 14. <laughs> 14, six years. Well, I think that's beautiful, Shelly, how you um, how these things present themselves and when we can look back and kind of thread, you know, the story through in this angel of a motorcycle life coach, you know, that he um, led you somewhere and that you let him, right? And that you, your intuition, your, you knew to, to proceed or that he was the one um, against anybody else's who opinion or, you know, that you were like, nope, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that book, when, when things fall apart, like I think everyone should read it, right? It's, yeah. it's a good yeah. one. My friends, the ones, the drinking buddies, they, um, I was so fearful that I was going to lose my husband who makes, who made wine in our driveway. He has his own wine label. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to lose him and the two closest friends. And when I started Tamalpa Institute, those closest quote unquote friends said, you've gone off the deep end now. You've gone off the deep end with this really? crazy work that you're doing. So I found in my drawing and things that I, I was having values collisions left, right, and center. My values were not aligning with these people. Um, my husband and I have done a lot of work, and I feel like our values are in order. And he has actually, he is actually now doing his work. And I am so, so grateful. But I was doing, I've been doing my work for a long, long, long time. <laughs> anyway, needless to say, those friends dropped me like a hot potato. Yeah. As soon as I quit, they, they dropped me. They just... Shelly, when you mentioned that you had lost connection with other people and then you just mentioned these friends, have you found that um, becoming more connected to yourself and like you said, your values, then you can extend that to um, community, right? It makes it a little bit easier to know or to navigate that connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I found my way into the arts, which I loved as a child. I loved nature. And I feel like I found, you know, my people, my art people. And they, we are on the same language. We're in the same tribe, so to speak. We, I, I found my way to my community, the, the community that I didn't know. And then also the recovery community. Mm-hmm. You know, I found two communities that some like right now with the film, they go together. They go together like a hand in a glove. That's so, perfect. Yeah. Well, it's like you, you, we get to rediscover ourselves in sobriety. And I was, um, I was 43, 44 when I quit drinking. And I think, um, I think your story, Shelly, too, that you went back to school as well and really resonated with me when we got to, to know one another, right? You went back to Berkeley. Um, I did. Well, I love the expressive arts so much. I wanted to bring them to other women in recovery. I just thought this changed my life and this is what I want to bring. And my therapist said, but how are you going to do that? I mean, First of all, it's woo, and how do you think you're going to do that? And I, I have a lot of grandiose visions. I, I admit it straight out. <laughs> I love it. I do. I do. I just, I yeah. do. Right so on. she said, you know, there's a program at UC Berkeley Extension for alcohol and drug counseling, and perhaps you could go there, learn about that, and then bring this work to women. Mm. Um, and because I've always wanted to, I've been with women since I was a girl, Girl Scouts. I mean, the power of women for me has always, I just got that. The, yeah. the ritual, the teamwork, the leadership, the song, the cooperation, the power of girls. I was yeah. in my marrow. 
So I wanted to bring it, so I did. I went to UC Berkeley Extension. And that's another interesting synchronicity for me, um, if you don't mind, I segue for a moment, that took me to the recovery advocate piece. Uh, my history teacher there brought a, um, a speaker from Faces and Voices of Recovery to one of our classes. Which is and based out of Canada, correct? No. It's, no? It's United, San Francisco area? No, it's Washington, D.C. Hmm. Oh, okay. It's, okay. Um, a part of this uh, substance abuse and mental health recovery agency in Washington, D.C. And it started in 2001. And, and it's, a, it's the whole, um, the goals of it are to teach others how to speak about recovery in a whole different way. So when I heard this woman, she said, hi, I'm Dolores May, and I'm a woman with long-term recovery. For me, that means I haven't had a drink of alcohol since July 13th, 2004. And I just went, what? Mm, I love, empowering. love, oh my gosh, that, that's another life changer right there. I said, oh, oh, I don't have to have a label that I don't like. Right. Oh, that was it. That's another it. Um, and then from then on, I was all about learning about that. And then also trying to get my counseling uh, license so I could build a studio to bring women to teach them expressive arts to help their recovery. Uh, what yeah. a beautiful journey, oh my God. right? And how that's led you. So can you tell us how, or our listeners too, how you came to the intersection of, um, with Adriana? Sure. Yes. Adriana at the time was a guest faculty at the Tomopa Institute when I was training there. And she was bringing this idea of recovery and art that the two often go hand in hand. And I, I, you know, I was hearing that like, okay, we had her probably for the weekend that 2004. So I, that's the first I heard of her. Then um, when I was getting my shit together, she was offering these overnight, like a um, weekend a year called movement and stillness where in, we'd go overnight for the weekend and she, we would go between the movement, the dance, the expressive arts, and then to meditation. And then she always brought in, and this is another part of the expressive arts is performance. So I remember so well, oh, the performance. Anyway, so we got to know each other that way. And then she helped me because I was, you know, before I found my total recovery, I was struggling with going to AA meetings. I did find a woman's meeting that I liked. Um, she was saying, come to San Francisco. There's really great meetings up here. <laughs> you're, south, you're south of San Francisco. I am. I'm down by the San Francisco airport. So it's on a traffic day. It's an hour or more. But um, yeah. And anyway, so we got to know each other. And she really, um, she, she really mentored me along the way because she was doing the work I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I continued to just keep transforming when I would be working with her. And then I went back to Tamalpa in 2017 to do some apprentice work for their year long program because I wanted to be there in this beautiful studio in Kentfield. And Adriana was on faculty and she'd been on faculty full-time for a number of years by then. So um, I got to work with her for a full year um, there at the Tomalpa Institute. And at the last, the last month, she said, Shelly, I have this idea about a documentary film about recovery and creativity. What do you think? And I went, yes, <laughs> yes. We need this now. We need it. And I would love for my part to be the recovery advocate in that I really would love to help change the language as best I can to help you understand 
that using words like junkie, addict, clean and dirty, um, drunk, even alcoholic, sometimes don't serve. And at least for me, they kept me away from getting the help I needed for years. Just the stigma of those words. Totally. I think so, that's, that's for a lot of women, Shelly, that you're speaking to right now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the idea of a, a mother, a wife and mother in an affluent town who people know everything and just, even, just the word alcoholic for me takes me right back to my grandfather and what I imagined about him and others. And it just, the, 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 the images that come with these words do not serve because a lot of people that find recovery are healthy, well, we vote, we pay our taxes. We are people. We're like the best versions of ourselves now that we don't drink. Like I, I, I always think about that. Like I love, I love people who drink too much. You know what I mean? Like, and people, yeah. you know, and people who drink too much that I, I hope that they can find some recovery too, but yeah, they're like the best human beings. I, I love, I love them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you and, and her sync up, you're like, yes, let's do this thing. She's a mm-hmm. filmmaker, very creative, highly creative person. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, how, how does, um, I mean, I know we have an event to promote here, so just, mm-hmm. and we only have a little bit of time left, but I want to know how did you, how did that, you guys formed the union and she goes out and films, right? Obviously. And what is your role? You're the producer. Is that right, Shelley? No, let me correct that. I am the associate producer. Okay. Um, Her producer is Diane Griffin. And she's actually quite a beautiful filmmaker uh, herself. Um, Her her latest film was on PBS. I mean, she's quite good. So the two of them make a beautiful match. And I've become the associate producer and I'm doing a job that I don't, okay, this is not in my wheelhouse at all. I, I hate asking people for money. <laughs> Very we, we understand I despise, that, right, Sandra? I despise, it. <laughs> I despise it. But that's, guess what? That's what I've been doing for almost five years, asking for money. So we had two Indiegogo campaigns that were quite, that did really well. We had an art auction in San Francisco. <laughs> and, um, we're, you know, we're slowly getting, but it takes a lot. It takes a lot a of money to make a beautiful film. And so we're down to this last bit of color correction, some sound editing, and that's still a little chunk of change. So, um, so in this COVID thing. Well, real uh, quick, I'm, can I just stop you there, Shelly? Really I'm jumping all around. So the, I just, yeah, I want to try to keep it so that the listeners understand. This film is called The Creative High. Can you quickly encapsulate what the film is about so that they know what the event that we're about to do is to help um, fund? Sure. Yeah. It's uh, basically a film about the intersection of art and addiction and recovery and how when folks are uh, often creatives are trying to find this high and you can't find the high necessarily we, we often turn to other substances to give us that high we feel when we're creative. So she's exploring that element and then how once we find recovery and sometimes through creativity, like in my case, I'm a prime example of that, is how we keep our recovery juicy by continuing to create. And our creations may transform, but they, they are actually maybe better than they were before mm-hmm. we certainly can transform like one of our subjects um i believe he was a guitar but he switched to sculpting and his sculptures are amazing and he didn't ever plan on being a sculptor so that's one of our subjects in the film um but yeah that's basically it. it's the transformative nature of art and recovery Another four, four or five artists that you're following with the story. Is that how it goes? Yeah, there's I, how many artists do we have in the story about? Yeah, I'd say five, uh, all different genres. Okay. Um, yeah. 
And, and um, the event that you're hosting is for some fundraising, right? This is what we're, you and Adriana have been kind enough to invite us to participate in, Sandra and I. Yeah. Um, so this is an event that's going to be an online event. And that's where I think you were going with COVID. Like, were you trying to get creative to think about how you could do some fundraising in these times for a film? Right. We, we were realizing with all the Zoom action that why are basically the first thing was, why aren't we connecting with people and making community? Why are we waiting for the film to come out? Because the idea of the film was to come out and then take it to communities to help people, you know, understand um, the connection. But we don't have to wait. We can hopefully earn some funds to finish our film, but at the same time, build this community. So, oh, why not offer an inspiration series and, you know, show how the expressive arts can work? have artists talk about their creativity and the recovery. So we set out to find artists <laughs> to interview and to have on like the panel that you and Sandra have so graciously um, accepted to interview artists that are not the, the typical capital A artists. They're people like, uh, Oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Chris Marshall? Yeah, thank you. Chris Marshall from Sands Bar. And then, uh, talking about how his mocktail industry is going, which is, you know, in, in its own art, right? Um, we have uh, Wesley Gear of Rock to Recovery. Now, he was a, in the band Corn, but he has taken his music to help people write their own music and songs and and find you know find their inner truth through song we have peyton kennedy from oh, she peyton. recovers and yeah and she will be offering the movement piece which for me is for me works every day in my wellness toolkit um but she's offering something for women well it can transform to men you know you know about daybreakers and ecstatic dance and these other movements that are coming but she will be our artist talking about how she's bringing it to she recovers and oh let's see laz laz oh letcher they play an amazing viola viola yeah mm. and he will be she, they i'm still working on this will be performing live oh wonderful on Zoom. yeah and we found new note the only recovery orchestra in the world from the UK. Their music's amazing. Their music's amazing. They will be with us. Um, who else do we have on our panel? You have a trans activist. Um, is it Aaron Carr? That, no, that's Laz, I believe. Isn't that Laz uh, Letcher? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Aaron Carr is the author of Strung Out. Yes. That's mm -hmm. who else it is. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to have this live panel with you too. Um, just so people can, you know, hear it, see yeah. it. Um, well, it's going to take place over three Fridays in August. Is that correct? So yes. Like kind of an opening gathering and a creative workshop on August 7th. And, and then on August 14th, it's going to be a panel discussion um, that Sandra and I will moderate. And um, those are the people that you just mentioned that'll be on that panel. And then on August 21st, there's a story and voice interactive workshop. So, yes, Lee Glickstein yeah. and Diane Griffin, the producer of the film. Wonderful. And it's way cool. Um, he's an international uh, story speaker, circle story speaker, and it sounds amazing. So that'll be interaction, you know, inter experiential rather. Um, and then the other artists that we have, Adriana has been um, interviewing them. And so have we talked about them? That's Tani, Tani Lara, the writer. Uh, she's a writer and she also has sober, is it sober tea party? Uh, yeah, sobriety, was it? Sobriety, yeah. Yeah, sobriety, yeah, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And she's uh, got readings on recovery and 
she's the sober sex pert. <laughs> yeah, I just I just heard her on an interview with Amanda Kuda talking about sex, and it was a really great um, interview that Amanda did on Instagram Live with her. So I'm I'm interested to hear more from her. Yeah, right. She her subject is writing as a catharsis, and Shiloh Sophia is um, from Sonoma, and she's a visionary painter and artist, and she 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 has got this program called Intentional Creativity Methodology. And big circles of women all all around. Um, Ooh, I can't her. wait for that. I know. Oh, oh, yeah, Tammy. When I was researching her, I thought Tammy, Tammy has to know this. Um, she's right there. Yeah. Caffrey uh, J, the hip hop for change musician, hip hop artist. He's in Oakland. He calls himself a raptivist, and <laughs> he's off actually offering free online. Uh, courses for young people to continue their work and learning how to, you know, speak, dance. I, I don't know if he's doing the dance part, but to, you know, write, speak hip hop. I thought that was cool. And 5% of our um, fundraising will go to hip hop for change. We wanted to pick a local, um, a local place organization to, you know, help that they're struggling like we all are. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. Um, and then we have Alonzo Bowden, and he's a crazy funny comedian. <laughs> and his is find the funny, find the funny. Um, so let's see, Adriana's already. Let's see who else do we have. Oh, Rima, Rima Zaman. She's uh, speaking to the Voices Revolution, and she is uh, speaking about anorexia and domestic violence, and she's a rape survivor. Do you know of her? I don't, really I don't. Interesting. Her memoir is I Am Yours. Hmm. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. She's um, is she Bangladeshi. Okay. And then Billy Morrison, who is a guitar player for Billy Idol. Aww. And he also is a painter. So he'll be talking about his painting passion. Uh, Karenza DeMars is a flamenco dancer, and she, she will be dancing for us live well, live on Zoom. Um, yeah, she just did last year in San Francisco a piece called Volver. Um, so I was watching that a little bit of that piece, but um, Adriana knows her and she says she's just amazing. And then we have finally, um, oh gosh, he wants to be named. Peaches Christ is a, dra <laughs> is a drag artist that's like, got this amazing following in San Francisco and I think around the whole country. So, um, Grinnell is his last name. I'm blanking on his first name, but Joshua. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. You guys have quite a lineup. We have a lineup. Nice. We are mm -hmm. so stoked. Well, we, and we put it together so fast. I can't even believe it. I can. Oh, yeah, I think that's really the two of you. I mean, you guys are and 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 Diane as well. You guys are a little force. Um, so we get to prepare and get ready for this. And I'm just really honored that you guys asked us. You know, and, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little nervous. I I'll say. Right <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very sweet. Um. You and I, Shelly, I know that we are both in the inner circle with Tiffany Hahn and we get our coaching from her. And um, we were sharing before the show that, you know, you, you know, you ask questions in the inner circle. We get ideas. I mean, I'm doing it with my work. You're doing it with your work. A lot of things are about storytelling, um, doing the thing that's uncomfortable, you know, getting out of your own way. Um, finding your zone of genius has been a big thing, right? What are you really, really good at? And clearly, Shelly, you are really good about community and you have a passion for art and, and, you know, listening to your voice and telling you which direction to go. I mean, your inner compass was strong on this one. And I think it's pretty cool to witness. Thank you very much, Tammy. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we're kind of, we get towards the end here. How can people get involved? How can they um, buy tickets for this? There's tickets, right? Because it is a fundraiser. It is a fundraiser. Um, the, the tickets are 
$25 for just regular access and you will get all the, you'll get everything, uh, the interviews, the, the live events. And if you cannot come to the live event for some reason, it, they're, let's see, was, they two, yeah, two hours, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but we, we are reaching to Europe, so that's what the time we picked. But if you cannot come, um, you can, you'll get a recording. Um, then 75, I'm trying to pull this up, $75 gives you access and then the, the $50 extra will go directly to the film. Oh, great. Yeah, and then if you make a $100 donation, hey, looks different than it was, then $75 is going directly to the film. Oh, wonderful. So it's a ticket for the event and it's also um, fundraising for the film. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Good. So for $25, yeah, we, you get all three sessions, like on the 7th, the 14th, and the 21st of August? Yes, you do. Oh, that's great. I, know. I think so. So I those think- those sessions for our <laughs> listeners, they're at 11 o'clock to one, they're two-hour sessions. So 11 o'clock, it starts on Pacific time, 1 o'clock Central, and 2 o'clock Eastern. Thank you, yes. Yeah. And so for $25, this tickets to, to, um, to the event and anything over and above that in the 75 or a hundred dollar will go to the film. Right. And then that little extra 5% to hip hop for change. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's been really awesome. uh, The work that you're doing you and Adriana, and I can't wait to see the film. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, I can't wait either. <laughs> um, so let's see. It looks see. pretty good. It looks pretty good. This so the, f- I'm sorry. The film is the Creative High, and this series is called the Creative High Inspiration Series. So people are going to start seeing it. I know that I saw Peyton Kennedy was sharing it online. Laura Silverman um, was sharing it online, and you guys have been, and we're about to do that as well. And um, that's just I. I don't know. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. Do you mind if I read exactly what the Creative High is? Absolutely. Thank you. The Creative High showcases everyday artists who candidly reveal their recovery from addiction and how their creative process walks a fine line between altered states and addictive behavior. The Creative High speaks to the toll that substance abuse takes, the misunderstanding and stigma that exists and the power of the arts in recovery. I'm all about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, I yes, love it. Community, I love your community. I'm, you're building the community and we wanna also build on that community. So yeah. we're all doing it, right? We're doing our life's work, mm-hmm. you yeah, know? I agree. I agree. Calling the calling. Who knew that in second grade I didn't want to raise my hand and say I'm going to be addicted to alcohol? No, we don't. We don't set out that way, but it delivers us in a way to this beautiful place, right? I've been thinking about deliverance a lot and thinking about how it or deposits, you know, it deposited me here, delivered me here to this place that I'm at today, and I'm grateful for that. I never thought I would think that in the beginning but I definitely think that now yeah oh well Shelly what we we usually round out the show with an, a toolbox and I know you must have plenty of tools um in your unruffled toolbox um that has to do with either creativity or recovery or both um could you share three things with our listeners you bet uh boy the things that are right now and one that I have actually embodied is my um, gratitude list that I use as like counting sheep before I go to sleep. So every night before I go to sleep, I start to count my gratitudes and it usually begins with my body parts or my blanket, my pillow, my warm bed, my warm house, etc., etc. Usually I fall asleep pretty fast, <laughs> but I love doing that before I go to sleep. I love it. Um, it's a great way to end my day. The second one I would say is uh, all manner of expressive arts. Every day I'm either moving, drawing, writing. Uh, yeah, I have uh, pretty much aligned myself on Zoom with an expressive arts activity with teachers that I love every, pretty much every day of the week. 
And that is where I continue to keep growing and changing. It's, it feeds me so deeply. The third one I would say is nature. Um, the transformative power of nature, sitting in a tree. I just did it this morning. I went out to my tree that I love, that's been witnessing me ever since I got sober. And I sit in her and I hold her and I imagine she's holding me. And I just wish people could really try it because it, uh, I think that's like the biggest thing of all in the expressive arts, which I didn't get to touch on, but making time to be really close and up personal and open the senses to nature is that's my spirituality. That's where I found it again. I had thrown it out, but um, mother nature is, um, loves me and I love her. We're all connected. Everything's connected. And I like remembering that every day. Thank you, Shelly. Oh, so people want to find out more about the film. Again, it's at thecreativehigh.com or you can go onto their Facebook page, which is The Creative High and sign up for the Creative High Inspiration Series. And you'll see um, lots of people you probably know on there and a few that you don't. And um, we're going to be definitely there on the 14th of August. Uh, so we hope that our listeners will tune in and listen and, and hear what um, all the wisdom and beauty that's going to be shared. Oh, yes. I hope the Unruff will come and support us. It would be so fun and to be with the, the women that I see on your page and yeah. No, yeah. You Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for making the time and, and for coming on today just to share. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you, Sandra. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.